This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Try by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. And we are here today to talk about a French language show. The first we've ever done. Yes, it is the first French one. I picked it. Yeah. I just want to say that. <laughs> I just want to take all credit for picking this show. Also, this is our 150th episode. What? And all we're drinking is tea? Oh, mine spiked. What? With lemon juice. What? I don't even have lemon in mine. <laughs> I think we only have limes, actually. <laughs> bought too many limes this week guys but they were on sale you know how it is <laughs> six limes for a buck i mean only a dollar to let them rot in our fridge yeah absolutely <laughs> um so how do you pronounce the show lupin lupin l-u-p-i-n it's a netflix we're all gonna call it lupin lupin we know that so i saw a preview for this mm. a while ago here we go listen this was all bill's idea it wasn't he had my it idea on the spreadsheet i just want to let you know that it was your idea because i passed on it um <laughs> it was on the spreadsheet oh was it i don't know if it was but anyway you passed on this if i could get on with my story sure 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 i saw a preview for it and it was in it was on youtube it was like you know before i watched some other video mm-hmm it was a trailer, and it was with English dubbing. Why? And the English dubbing was terrible. I mean, it was embarrassing, and like every comment. Then, then I like clicked through and went to the trailer, and every yeah. comment on it was people saying like, "Guys, why are you doing this to this French language show? Like, just show it in its original form. People can turn on English dubbing if they want, but like the dubbing is bad. Yeah, it's making this show look bad." And so even yeah. though I thought the premise sounded Or just get fun, better dubbing. Because I could understand wanting to like draw an audience like like hearing it. Uh, I guess. You know what I mean? If it's like in the background or like not everybody reads subtitles quickly and you know. So I get that. But why so, not just make them better? <laughs> I mean, I just think dubbing is just often not that great. It's hard to make it look right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your brain just has this disconnect as you're right. seeing mouths move and other words are coming out. Right. The actors just aren't as into it as the actors on screen. I often find at least. I understand some people need dubbing or, right. you know, however you need to watch it. That's totally fine. My preference is by far to watch the original audio with English subtitles. Yeah, me too. And so even though the premise was kind of interesting, I kind of like wrote it off. I was like, well, I don't know. The, the the trailer just completely turned me off to yeah. off to, off um, off off off. But then you brought it up, and it was uh, it was like the first French show to hit the top ten on Netflix or something. Yeah, I think I just saw it. Maybe it was like trending or something when I was scrolling through Netflix, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, this looks kind of neat." Um, or uh, whatever. It doesn't matter how I saw it. I just was kind of like drawn in by the by the premise of it. 
Yeah. And so at least as of now, it's still on the Netflix top 10. It's like number two or three or something. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so far this year's number one original show. Like there's some movies in the top 10 as well, but I think like the show is now the number one series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's taken over, you know, Queen's Gambit and whatever else that had been hanging around for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not like fully. Just but like just currently. As of, as of right now. As of right yeah, now. Yeah. More people are watching this. So should we talk about it? Let's please talk cool. about it. So this is inspired by uh, not a real person, but a real series of books mm-hmm. that were written. I think they started in like 1905 named Arsene Lupin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the gentleman burglar. Yeah. And so it's a series of, there were like dozens and dozens of like mini uh, novellas and things that later became like a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. And so they're inspired by that. I, I, you know, I don't know how directly, like, this first episode is called The Queen's Necklace. So, like, maybe one of the books was about this right. This heist. And and we were talking to Casey about it, and he said that he was like, oh, I used to read these comic books. Or he, or, or he saw an anime show that was yes. something like that. So it might be just one of those stories that, like, we're not that familiar with, but, like, maybe is told. Has inspired a, a bunch of other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we start off in the Louvre. And we see uh, that our uh, protagonist is part of the cleaning crew. And, you know, there's this suspenseful music uh, as they're all cleaning. And he pauses for a moment to look at the Mona Lisa. And at at this point, you don't really know if he's already this guy, this gentleman burglar. So I was was wondering, like, is he looking at it, like, appreciating the art? Or is he looking at it, like, with that thought in his mind, like, I'm going to steal stuff. Mm Um. But then he pauses next to the necklace of Marie Antoinette, and he and his co- uh, coworker are talking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, it's going on auction next next week. It's supposed to fetch at least twenty million." Mm-hmm. And then they hear the whir of this camera surveillance camera like turn towards them, and they're like, "Oh, okay, okay." And they they walk away. They've just been standing there too long. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And then, um, but also like just real pause. What a cool job. That was one of the things I thought about. I'm like, oh my gosh, could you imagine being like, I guess I just don't think of like, you know, every building needs custodians. So like, I guess right, I just didn't think <laughs> of like what cool places that you could have a job, like where you're like, you get to see all of the art, like after hours when nobody else is there. <laughs> That's kind of neat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. And so this guy, his name is Asane? Asan. I think it's Asan. Asan? Yeah. A-S-S-A-N-E. Yeah. Uh, He meets up. His tag, when he tags into the, his security tag for the. Louvre. The Louvre says Louis Perenna. That comes up. But then he's talking later to. Someone, they call him Asan. Mm. Yeah. And so he meets up with his ex-wife, Claire, who, and he, you know, he's telling her like, hey, I got a job, but she kind of implies that he has some kind of trouble past, probably burglary or petty theft or something. They have like a lighthearted relationship, it seems like. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a French thing or just their relationship. Yeah. Like they're, they're still like very friendly and like later on they like. You know, they're always kissing each other on the cheek and like smiling at each other, like yeah. almost kind of flirty. Yeah. Still. But she says, you know, you can see your son this weekend. It's fine with me, but I don't know if he's going to want to see you. Mm. 
and he tries to give her some money for alimony and she's like, I don't want this, you know, buy your son something. Um, but then as they're saying goodbye, he sneaks it into her pocket anyway. And as she's like walking down the street, she turns and like holds up the money. Like, really? Right. So he's got some moves. He sure does. Yeah. Uh, but he owed that money to some low rate gangsters. And when he goes to tell them that he doesn't have his payment this week, they like are hanging him off his balcony and he stops them from tossing him over the edge by promising them this big score. Suge Knight style. Yeah. And he tells them, you know, he's working at the Louvre and there's this necklace there and they're going to steal it. And at first they like laugh and like scoff at him. Uh, but then he lays out his plan. He's going to dress them as janitors. You know, they're going to fill the cleaning bottles with chloroform to knock out the guards. He's, they're going to use the trash to sneak out the necklace because he knows like the whole security system in the back. Mm-hmm. Only cleaning supplies and trash don't get uh, passed through whatever scanners. And you'll, they're only going to have seven minutes because, you know, once one thing gets tripped, then the police take two minutes to get there and then whatever. Right. He's timed it all out. And while they're all in the back, he's going to be the one buying the necklace. Now we get our first flashback to 1995. And it's him and his father walking down the street. And it begins to pour. And his father helps this woman with her car. And she calls him, you know, a true gentleman. And that really sticks with Hassan, a gentleman. And he works for this woman's husband as his, like, driver, driver. slash just help. Yeah. And... So then we, you know, we cut back and forth quite a bit between uh, his childhood and this auction taking place at the Louvre. And so at the auction, this auctioneer curator guy is telling the story, the history of this necklace, Marie Antoinette's necklace. And he mentions, you know, it belonged to this family, the Pellegrinis, 25 years ago before it was stolen from them. And we see Hassan's father's employers are the Pellegrinis Mm -hmm. through the flashbacks. And so the history continues and, you know, these seven enormous diamonds um, after the necklace was stolen were somehow like scattered and sold all around the world. But this Pellegrini guy like was determined to search them out and it took him like 25 years, but he found them all. They put the necklace back together mm-hmm. and now it's at the Louvre and his daughter Juliet is there to announce that the sale tonight will start their foundation for cultural and visual arts or something along those lines yeah in the flashbacks we see that Hassan knows Juliet they met at their family pool and she dares him to swim over for a kiss and he does and you know he's 13 I think 13 or 14 yeah so she doesn't recognize him in the audience although he he didn't want to go see her yes yes so I don't know when the last time they met was yeah so the bidding starts, it's at like 18 million and it goes up slowly to like 32 before Hassan finally joins in the bidding. And, you know, the, the curator guy has his assistant come over and pull up his file, which says like he's worth 500 million euros. So he's like, okay, I guess, yeah. I guess he's good to go. And so meanwhile, uh, the other three, the goons are like luring in these two guards and when they come in, the one guy tries to spray them with the chloroform bottle, but nothing happens, and they're just, like, fucking annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> and look confused. But then the other two jump jump in, and eventually, like, the big muscly guy takes out the two guards. It's like, big muscly guy, 
like leader weaselly like leader guy and then like their getaway driver it's just funny because in a lot of these you know heist things like you think of like oceans 11 heist and the way they're the way they would use chloroform would not be like frantically spraying like an escort bottle <laughs> so it's just like they're just, there's just no finesse to these guys like they're they've been told exactly what the plan is right and they're following all these steps but like some of them just like Either they're not that good at it, or the steps weren't that good. Right, like, right. <laughs> I've never seen I, someone just spray chloroform at someone. <laughs> you know, like you have a chance to get away. Like, yeah, I mean these are these guys are supposed to be like you know street goons, basically like mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily <laughs> robbing the Louvre level. Right, right. So you know, we see through these flashbacks that this guy Pellegrini is a prick. His his wife is kind to Asan and his father, right. but the, the other guy's a prick. And so his father's dusting bookshelves, and the guy comes in. He's like, you're, you're not paid to read. Get back to work. He leaves, and the wife apologizes and says, like, please, you know, take take a book for your son. It's the least that we can yeah. do. And so he chooses this book, The Gentleman Burglar. And back at the auction, Asan jumps from $40 million to $60 million, And he jokes, like, this is, this is taking too long. And everyone kind of laughs. But, and by that time, like, it was almost over anyway. And the other guy who was bidding against bows out. He's not going up to 60 million. Right. Meanwhile, the cameras have been turned off. So this clock has started. They have seven minutes until mm-hmm. the police show up. And so, you know, the muscly guy asks the lead guy, like, you know, are you afraid Hassan's going to betray us? And he's like, well, he's not going to because we're going to do it first. And there's always, like, some twist in these heist things. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you know it's not going to go exactly as planned. And so Asan is escorted downstairs where, you know, two of these goons are waiting with the necklace dressed as security guards. And there's the curator there and his assistant. Um, and, you know, like they're waiting with the, the safe where the necklace is now being held. And we get a flashback to the necklace originally being stolen, although we don't see who steals it. But his father is blamed for it. And arrested while Mrs. Pellegrini just kind of stands by. She she doesn't doesn't have the guts to say anything. anything. Yeah. And so back at the Louvre, the goons attack Asan and the others. I think you call them goons. I, I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Thugs, gangsters. Yeah, I don't you know, know. Just kind of generally uh, bad dudes. And you know they they fuck up the plan. They steal the necklace from him, and now they're just like running through and like punching guards to get to get out right like they they've totally screwed everything up and the getaway guy is waiting outside and he has this two-door red sports car that they're like <laughs> trying to squeeze into they're like we're gonna fucking kill you <laughs> as the cops are arriving so now they're on like a getaway uh, right now they see this car pull away right right and now, it's not like a discreet car it's like a bright red sports car right so they're being chased by the police and he like tries to whip whip around this turn and he goes over the curb up on the grass and through one of the glass ceilings of the Louvre like right. in, back into the building. And we get another flashback where a guard at the prison where Hassan's father was being kept finds him hung in his cell. And so we see Hassan at his at his grave site later and Mrs. Pellegrini comes over and like offers him like please anything you need. And he like slowly responds to her like, yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Go fuck yourself, ma'am. Yeah. And, and walks away. Now we get a flashback two weeks before the auction. This is the part of the heist movie slash show yeah. where you like see 
the actual formulation of the real plan and what really happens. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying that in jest because like it really is so formulaic, but it's also like kind of fun. Oh, yeah. It's totally fun. Yeah. And so we see him watching the news and he sees that this necklace has been found and is back at the Louvre. And we see him interviewing for the job, which at first he doesn't get. But then he sees that this woman is from Senegal. So he like plays that up and gets the job. Mm hmm. He borrows money from these thugs purposefully so that he can not have it when he goes back. Right. So he can suggest this other thing. He creates the website and his file for this alter ego. He has a friend create a duplicate of this necklace. And it's implied like, you know, we're going to see either this guy or other friends that have like special skills mm -hmm. later on in the series. Uh, and then we see him at the end when he's attacked by the goons uh, at the auction tossing the fake ne necklace and putting the real one in the garbage uh, which he of course fetches out later and gets through security because he has like a bunch of dirty diapers in it too yeah the detective on this case however also read this book the gentleman burglar as a child yes. it was pretty popular i think yeah and he has it on his desk he still has a copy of it yeah and he realizes that the name of this guy is an anagram of uh, whatever the something Lupin, yeah. the gentleman burglar's name. And so he like runs out to go somewhere. We'll find out. And it ends with Asan taking his son out and he gives him the gentleman burglar book that his father left. Yeah. And that was the pilot to whatever the show was called. Lupin. Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I said, this is good. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I didn't know if you were going to like it that much. I thought you liked it, but... I... Yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I sometimes... You know, I like a fun heist that's done well. Yeah. And... Yeah, they can be cheesy, for sure. I didn't think that this was cheesy. No. Even even when, the, like, the backstory of him, like, having the thing made. Like, there was something about this show that was just really cool. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen, like, really bad shoplifting scenes like in trinkets or <laughs> oh my gosh that dumb scene in that show where they were like <sighs> all those like old artifacts do you remember they were like trying to steal stuff what show blood was that blood and treasure blood and treasure <laughs> you know like this was just obviously like miles like beyond oh that. yeah 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 um and i just i just thought it was really cool i liked the way the whole thing unfolded and i liked the in the scene where we're first introduced to Asan's father and he asks, Asan asks him about his new job, like his new employers. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, they're presumptuous. And then he like makes Asan like spell presumptuous. Yeah. And then we see her kind of like when they first offer to help her, she doesn't recognize them. She just sees like two black guys knocking on her door her car door while she's like in the rain right. and then realizes who it is. And like, I, I just feel like there's this, there's this class thing and he's not actually like, he doesn't like live up to like what they think of him. He's much, he's a really smart guy. Like he and his dad are just smart or smart people, yeah. but they're immigrants and, you know, he's a right. driver and like, right. that's his job. So like what they think of him is just so much lower than, you know, 
who he is and his intelligence and you know they they just don't think very highly of them yeah and i think that like kind of allows him to be like to kind of pull this shit off because people don't expect (laughs) that you know yeah even even when they're saying like oh they don't they don't want us to see like this the custodians like there's no cameras back there there's like no entry like right it's even the way when he comes up out of the ground like the ground like lower like raises up yeah, like yeah. that's like it's like this all like secret entrance so like no one can see that like that stuff that's like not that pretty like the garbage being taken out you know <laughs> right right and they can he can just like get away with this shit you know so it's kind of cool i like seeing what's you know they can like pull one over on yeah the man <laughs> yeah i wrote in my notes cool heists are just cool yeah (laughs) like sometimes that's all it needs to be it's just like a fun cool heist um yeah i liked it i thought you know the acting was good there were some suspenseful moments there were some funny moments i I thought the first time the guy sprayed the chloroform bottle and it like just totally like failed was funny Mm -hmm. they did it again a second time that i thought was stupid right (laughs) because at that point you're like all right you know this isn't gonna work but the first time i thought it was like you know a funny little dumb thing I'm guessing that this will be not an anthology, but like maybe like there'll be a different different little heist in each episode. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they carry through like the personal element of like his relationship with his father. Uh, you know, they prob- yeah. they probably won't go into it that much, but you know, there was this thing with him and Juliet. Like, is that gonna go forward? Because that was part of like this specific heist. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Or, or maybe I'm wrong and it won't necessarily be like a single heist each time. Maybe they'll have a longer... Well, you know, this reminds... This calls to mind um, one of my favorite shows, White Collar on USA. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and One of your favorite shows. Oh, my God. It is so... I, <laughs> I just love it. It's not as like... I would say it's it's definitely cheesier than this. Yeah. But and like some of like the the things they pull off are just like seem so far fetched. They just like plus they do that USA thing with like those crazy like camera angles where like you see the city and it like zooms into the city <laughs> and like but whatever. And like so they they pull off these things that are just ridiculous that like would never happen, but I just love that show. <laughs> and that was kind of like how it was. Like there was this backstory for that character and like it was like a lot of um struggle between him and the fbi agent who was after him and then they just like develop this very close relationship and start working together Mm -hmm. but there's always this like can i trust him can can they trust each other are they still trying to get so like now there's there's this detective who's gonna try and figure out who he is but there's all this other stuff at play right you know, throughout the whole thing. And, but each episode is its own little heist so that you get that kind of, like, magic of, like, you know, swiping so swiping this person's security badge to get in and, like, figuring out the codes and, you know, yeah. stealing this piece of art. And... Yeah, I'm guessing that will be the formula for this, too. Yeah, I it's mean, fun. If you're going to do, you know, like, there will be a new thing, but they'll also have that thread yeah. tying it together, um, which which I think will work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so do you think you're going to keep watching this? I do, yeah. Okay. What do yeah. you think? I, I would like to, yeah. We've got a lot of stuff to watch, buddy. I know. 
We embarrassingly have not finished Lovecraft Country yet. I know. I think we're almost done. I know. But we've been like sitting on the last two episodes or something for a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that <laughs> we took about a year off from Battlestar Galactica after we recorded that episode. Not that long. All right. Six months, seven yeah. months. Um, I was talking to Ken about it the other day, and I was like, you know, it just, we started watching it again. We're still in the first season, but because it's like an old show, like, these seasons have like 20 episodes. Yeah. That it feel, and there's four seasons? Six seasons? I don't, I don't remember now. It feels like an impossible feat. Like, it yeah. feels insurmountable at this moment. Yeah, there's like 78 episodes, I think. Yeah. 70, and they're all, I think, 45 minutes to an hour. But you know what I noticed about it is, like, it's not, it's so old that it's just, like, not a big deal when we finish it. I'm enjoying it every time we sit down. Yeah, yeah. But it's also not like, I've got to finish it and find out what happens right now. Like, it's just a show to enjoy. Yeah, I would like to, at least in the very near future, finish the first season. Right. And then if we, like, hop off to watch something else, that's fine. Yeah. I don't want it to be, like, you know, month and month, and then we'll finish the first season and then go to the second season. Yeah. Um, so we have that, we have Lovecraft Country, which I want to finish, but then I guess other than that, we don't have any dramas to watch, so maybe this will no, be No, yeah. Mr. You know, Mayor, we started, we were... We've continued to watch that, mm-hmm. we're still watching 30 Rock, IT Crowd, but yeah, this this could be like the next drama. Yeah. And I think it's only eight or nine episodes? Uh, I don't remember, but probably. Yeah. That sounds about right for Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I really enjoy it. There's some show that's like nine episodes. It was weird. Maybe it's this one. Because yeah. French people have to be different. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you ever been to France? Have you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I've never been to the Louvre, though. I know you've been to Lac 2D. Yes, right? I've been to Lac 2D. <laughs> but I went to Paris and we went, we did. You know, a lot of different art museums. And then one day we were going to, you know, like the line to get into the Louvre was a lot longer. And the the people we were staying with were like, do you want to go to the Louvre? And we were just like, no, that's all right. Like, we just like couldn't do it. It was just we were so exhausted. And I'm sure they didn't want to (laughs) go. Yeah, I don't think. And we, we went to the Eiffel Tower and everything. But like the Mona Lisa wasn't there. And at that point, I was also 16. So it was like. I saw a ton of art and it was beautiful and I enjoyed it. Smoked but a lot like, of cigarettes. I couldn't. <laughs> drank a lot of wine. No, it was like cider and then like orangina and vodka was like the. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. We went out to this like club on the beach that was like a teen, like a teen night. And, you know, the drink they were serving was orangina and vodka. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> a teen night. But it seems like it's like one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, you went to Paris and you didn't go to the Louvre. But I I don't really regret it. Like, if I went back to Paris, I'd probably go. Yeah. But, like, it, I don't feel like I was, like, a stupid American for not doing it. Yeah. We'd seen a ton of art. How, <laughs> like, long, how long was the line? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not waiting, like, hours to get into a museum. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was. Maybe we were in Paris on a weekend or something, and it yeah. was just like a crazy time. We saw other like really awesome stuff there, and we stayed in like a cool apartment in Paris. Like, it, we still had fun. Yeah, I will say, 
the default, we, we talked about the dubbing at the beginning. The mm. default for this is English dubbing when you turn on Netflix. Like, oh, really? That's the default option and you have to change it. Well, that's how I watched Dark and that's why I didn't like it. It was the default was, was English dubbing. <sighs> I just feel like that's such a disservice. But do you know, you know what? I started watching this show called Crash Crash Landing on You, I think it's called. Okay. And it's a Korean show, Korean language show. And that one, the, the default is um, with subtitles, English subtitles. Oh. And this one is like, it's interesting because... Each episode is like an hour and a half long. Like each episode oh is a movie. I haven't finished the first episode yet. That's, that's ridiculous. But I heard really good things about it through like a podcast that I listened to. Um, one of the hosts just like really recommended it. And she just, she finished it. And she's just like had a sad feeling when it ended. I was like, all right, maybe I'll check this one out. And the premise is like this famous fashion designer or something. Uh-huh. Is testing out, <laughs> um, like her like a sportswear line, and she's gonna she's gonna like parasail to test it out. Like it's like it's like a like a marketing thing, you oh, know. Okay, yeah. So she's like parasailing, but then like there's this like tornado that whips through that like <laughs> no one knew about, um, and she gets co- swept up in this tornado and lands in North Korea. <laughs> and this North Korean soldier, like, helps her, like, get to, like, safety. I, and I mean, I think they, like, fall in love and all that. Of it's like a love story, do, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, so funny. It's just, like, the most ridiculous way to meet. But I've just heard a lot of good things about it. That it's, like, it's funny enough. And there's all this, like, drama with her family. She's, like, estranged from them. But her father wants her to run the business. They're, like, very, like, wealthy family. And <laughs> now they think she's missing. So her siblings are, like... Uh, oh, boy. I didn't suggest it for the podcast because it was an hour and a half pilot. Yeah, that's rough. And I didn't think that you were going to be into it. But I think I'll, I'll I wanna, keep up I want to watch it. the tornado scene where she's flung... To another country. It's so silly. <laughs> it sounds and terrible. I was trying to do it while I was doing like um watch it doing my embroidery the other the other night and I was like, I can't do this because I don't know at all what they're saying. And so like if I'm not like I can't be looking at my embroidery while it's going on. Right, right. It's just like I have to be a hundred percent engaged. Yeah. So how many episodes is that season? I think it's like six or eight. Oh my gosh it's so crazy that they're that long yeah even eight episodes is like 12 hours yeah anyway all right you got anything else for lupin um nope i just recommend it i think you should go and watch it yeah i recommend it something a little different it's fun mm-hmm. yeah it, it's different but it's not that unfamiliar it's not like russian doll right different. right Ooh, <laughs> russian doll yeah i wonder if that's coming back or if that's done i don't know do you think it will get a second season? Yes. Yeah, I'll say yes. It seems to be doing pretty well right now. Yeah. In terms of viewership. Although they fucking canceled Teenage Bounty Hunters. I know. Just don't even. <laughs> I'm going to try not to bring that up every time we talk about Netflix. I know. Um, all right, everybody. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And please go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thank you, Beats. Bye. Bye. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television.